0: And so I have, I don't even think I retain, when I watched it, because I didn't like fall in love with it or love it, I didn't retain a lot of like. Mm-hmm. I think there's one sketch that I walked away from the whole series absolutely in love with. Which one was it?
1: It's that podcast where we watch an insane amount of television in a very short period of time and then tell you what we think. We've binged. Now it's time to purge. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening to The Purge. I'm Chris. My guest today is Mark David Christensen. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. Excited to talk to you. We're going to be talking about with Bob and David today. But uh, before we get into that, we'd like to do our thing where we uh, talk about something you saw recently that you really liked. There's two things that I think
0: are on my mind that I like a lot right now that are most recent.
1: Mm -hmm. One
0: is a TV show and the other is a new album music wise i love the show insecure insecure on hbo i haven't seen oh my god it's so good is it good yeah and it's a show that and i've even watched i'm gonna like i've finished Westworld and everything and Mm -hmm. i sort of felt committed to just finishing it but i didn't finish that going like i'm in love with this show insecure made me want more immediately after the finale and the finale i think is absolutely brilliant like it's just brilliant and beautiful
1: and perfect so the whole first season is over now yes it's only
0: like six episodes and they're like 30 minutes but it's such a good show and it's a bunch of sexy people like (laughs) it's one of those shows that i like a lot but then when i look at the way how people are physically built in that i'm Mm -hmm. like how the hell is like Everybody's so fucking sexy. How do they have such fit, bo- amazing bodies? <laughs> and they're just playing average people, you know? Yeah. And you're like, all right. Uh, but I really love the show. I think the writing is really good. I think all the acting is great.
1: What's the premise of that show?
0: It just follows like this black woman, just mm-hmm. kind of like making her way in life, dealing with like just life and being sort of like insecure about sort of who she is. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Living in Los Angeles. Is she an aspiring artist, entertainer? She is,
0: but she isn't. Like, that's, I think, what's mm-hmm. so fun about, like, interesting is it's not just a flat out, like, oh, I want to be a rapper. She's sort of, like, she's trying to, she, like, works for an after school program, I believe, for, like, kids. And you can tell she cares and she really wants to put an effort into it. But then she's, like, sort of is naturally has a gift for, like, rhyme. And, like, that kind of sort of plays a, plays into what. But it's sort of like when she gets sort of spotlighted for it, and it it sort of brings her more insecurity rather than like mm-hmm. let her shine, do you know what I mean, which is sort of like it's just an, an sort of a – I hate the word refreshing it just feels
1: mm-hmm. sort of
0: real, you know what i mean where like sure. even if you're gifted, sometimes that can be like uh the spotlight that you might not have wanted you know yeah so it's like and like and there's another character that's sort of encouraging her to try to go further with that, and she sort of backs off. She has a boyfriend, and that, that. It gets complicated with it. You know what I mean? There's just yeah. there's a lot of good relationship stuff in it, and her friends. It has seriously one of my favorite lines I've heard this year. Like, just one line from yeah. like, that. One of her friends is so damn funny. And there's a line where she goes, I'm going to butcher it, so just watch the show if you're listening <laughs> to this. But, like, she's sitting there, like, spouting off all this stuff to the main character. And the side character um, apparently is going to be recurring in the next season more so. But, mm-hmm. So that's great. But she's like, do you? Ever listen to yourself? She's like, of course I do. I have, I have a podcast. It's so I just butchered that line, but it's so funny. It's mm. like I laughed out loud at that because I was just like, that's just funny. But no. but that's the whole show is good. It's great. It's, awesome. I say watch it. It's the best thing on h the best thing for me on HBO right now. Yeah, that and then um, the new Childish Gambino album. It's oh like, yeah, I haven't listened
1: to that either. It's it it's so fun.
0: Like I like those things are just the two things on my mind. That, mm-hmm. They might uh because I, I no I don't before this I haven't been like a huge childish Gambino f- fan or like I haven't been like staying up to date. Sure. Like he's fine and you know, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with him. But this one I was like, oh, I'll check it out and it immediately feels like a Funkadelic. Like his like he inspired by Funkadelic. I mean he maybe he'll I don't know. Maybe he's talked about what he's inspired by and it's nothing of that, but like it immediately for me sounded like Funkadelic and I like Funkadelic a lot. And so I just was hooked and I liked the whole album. I think the whole album is just chill, funky, sexy. It's, it's just a good album. (laughs) Listen to it.
1: (laughs) I'll have to to check it out. All right. Before we get to mine, I want to, because this will dovetail into, into that. Uh, You have a podcast. Yes, I do. Uh, Just, Give us the synopsis of your podcast. I've listened to a few of the episodes. Oh, great.
0: But my podcast is um, I Will Watch Anything Once. The premise is I have a guest on who chooses a movie that I have previously never seen. and they, For whatever reason, they, they want me to see it. We watch it together, and then we immediately discuss the movie. So I'm coming at it. So you've
1: just watched it.
0: I've just watched it for the first time, and they've priorly seen it. They had a reason they wanted me to see that movie, and then we start talking after that. Yeah, awesome. It's a, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's just an excuse. i will be honest, I'm complaining about the sound, but really, it's it's just an excuse to hang out with people and <laughs> hang out with, watch a movie, and then and, talk. And why not?
1: Why not? I just wish people. It, I mean,
0: I just hope people like listening to it.
1: It makes uh, just doing what you want to do anyway feel productive, right? Yeah. Like what I'm doing here, I wanted to watch a bunch of Netflix shows, and so I wanted it to go. feel productive, so I made a podcast out of it. Right. Um, yeah, my thing that I, I loved recently, I just want to mention a few podcasts that All I really right. like. Because like, we run in a lot of the same comedy circles here in L.A., and a lot of these podcasts are people here. Little, yeah, a lot. Because um, everyone in L.A. has got a podcast, right? Just like uh, the character in Insecure.
0: Yeah, podcast um, is like the new headshot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned this before because Julia was on this podcast a few weeks ago. Ooh, her podcast And good. her podcast, Honey, is great. Uh, I got to be on it one week. Check that episode. Oh, did you out. really? Yeah, I'm not up episodes. to date on it.
0: There's only two podcasts that I listen to on a regular stream. Yeah, that I have to be caught up. Hers, I I, I pounce around.
1: Hers, I listen to every single week. It comes out on Mondays. That's awesome. She she took two weeks off, and I was pissed. I was like, where, where's my? Did she warm? Where's you? my voyeur podcast that I need to listen to? Um, but she, Honey, is a great podcast yes. where she interviews couples about how they fight. And it's just like a real voyeuristic look into other relationships. I love I need to I listen to more of it. That.
0: Maybe I'll learn more about how you fight in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm like, I'm lately learning to try to be more assertive and take care of myself in that sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wonder if I just don't fight it or I don't stick up for myself enough or fight enough in relationships. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Are you supposed to fight in relationships? You're supposed to
1: fight, I guess. My girlfriend and I went on that podcast, yeah. and we felt like we never fought. Until the two weeks – so we booked the recording with Julia yeah. two weeks out. And during those two weeks, it was like every day, it was like, this is going on the podcast. We're going to talk about this. Wow. So we realized we do have all these arguments so we didn't what? think we did. I know
0: I'm going to go b- and listen to it, but like, what are the things you normally fight about? Are they petty? Or <laughs> are they small?
1: Well, so, like we have big fake fights about tiny stuff. And then we have a big disagreement – and this is so. I'll just I'll just uh, advertise that episode of the, Julia's podcast. Yeah, I want to have kids, but I don't really want to get married. She wants to get married, but she doesn't ever want to have kids. So that Ooh, was our big wow. disagreement that we talked about. How long about have you been a together? Uh, a little over two years now, almost wow, two and a half. A big, at this point,
0: those are two big like.
1: That's a big col- yeah collisions. So go listen to uh, that episode of Honey. It's called Spirit Prison, is what she titled that episode. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that. I'm just not um, that title alone, and uh, and you can see how we how we work through that. Um, <laughs> and then just a couple, uh, this new one that Eugene Cordero and Ryan Stanger do, the Dumbbells. Have you listened to it? Yeah, them? I'm a
0: huge fan of Dumbbells. Yeah, way behind, I'm like three behind, but I like it a lot.
1: It's a it's a fitness podcast, and they make fitness feel very accessible. When you get into like working out and dieting, it feels like there's all these rules and restrictions, and it's so hard to actually do it. And they make it feel. Achievable,
0: yeah, I agree with like Eugene's big thing on like don't treat it as cheat days; it's just a meal. Yeah, because that's how I feel like when I because I the only reason I am fit now is because Eugene started a thing in the comedy community called Funny and Fit back in the day. Oh yeah, he started it. Now somebody else um, runs it. Girl named uh, Beck Medina, she does a great job. Okay, and we work out. I work out three days a week doing this program. But Eugene started it, and that's how I always felt like he never like it was just well, you do what you do. You know what I mean? And I agree with that because like, to get fit, I was like, well, I can eat what I want. It's just about watching what I eat and not being all like, now I'm on a cheat day or get mad if I eat something I'm not supposed to. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like his. I like both their points of view on f- fitness.
1: Yeah. I love listening to it. And that one comes out every Wednesday. <clears throat> I love the Moth podcast. Never listened. I've never been to a Moth. Never listened to I've never moth. been to a Moth because they're always at inconvenient times when right. I can find out about them but the moth podcast is great i love listening to other people's stories their real life stories their perspectives on stuff and the last one is don't get me started uh will Hines and anthony king's podcast Uh, this is the one of the ones that you're gonna be on it soon i've I've recorded it i think it's gonna drop
0: they said december 20th
1: i think it's gonna drop i hope that's true do you want to tell us what your topic was or do you want it to be a secret
0: well, I'll, I'll – no. We'll keep it a secret. That, okay. That's more fun sure. to keep it I mean, it's nothing
1: special. It's
0: not anything obscure like uh, I really like Devin Field's episode. His was really like an obscure one.
1: Man, the one that just came out, Sean Distance, oh, about Distans prehistory was favorites. fantastic. Yes. Uh, Mine's not going to be as good as that. My other <laughs> favorites uh, were the uh, James Mastriani's uh, Modern oh. Immortality. Yes. Was that the topic? That, was that one, one was a great one. And the one on the singularity was oh, fascinating.
0: I like me. how much Will Heinz is just so um, against aggressive in that one. Yeah, like to hear Will get aggressive is so
1: fun. He's so upset. He gets uh, so angry. Basically, they just talk to um, comedians and their friends. Yeah, anybody that's about like, what su- they're interested. In, yes, not what they do for a living. Just something they're fascinated by. Yeah, and, and it's it's a f- it's a great podcast. Mine, that's probably mine, my mine's of like
0: a leisure episode. If I had to like. Like those other ones feel like really like ooh they
1: intense they tense or they grow they grope you. and mine's like one of the leisure like the <laughs> leisure
0: episodes of theirs.
1: It's a great one. It's it's always great to listen to people just talk about what they love. Right. So listen to podcasts. Podcasts are great. I do. I, I enjoy them. Well, let's talk about with Bob and David a little. All bit. All right. Uh, the reason I asked you to do this episode was because I did listen to one of your podcast episodes where you mentioned Mister Show. Which was Bob Odenkirk and David Cross back in the day. What was that, the 90s?
0: Yeah, the 90s. I don't think I got into it when it was on the air because I never had HBO in my household.
1: Mm-hmm. It was in probably po- post-high school. Um, but you said that was one of like your first forays into the comedy world. Yeah, yeah? Like, yeah because I think
0: I always loved funny things. Like mm-hmm. a little bit. The SNL was part of my life growing up. And then that... As well as like comedic movies such as like Chris Farley movies were part of my life growing up big time. Yeah, there was always funny stuff, mostly movies Mm -hmm. and cartoons probably. But that was the moment I think sketch comedy was the funniest to me. It was like, oh – or maybe it was also like when you finally see something that – fits your own sense of humor for the first time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. you're like, oh, this movie... Like, even though if you can't define it, you're like, I get this show, but it also feels like this show gets me. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly know what, I mean? what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think that, and I remember some... I think my friend Trent Mallory was the one that introduced it to me back in Utah uh-huh. when they came out on
1: DVD, the first season. Okay, that early. probably would have been early 2000s, I guess. Yeah, Maybe. I think early 2000s, yeah.
0: and I just... I fell for that show so far fast yeah. to the point where I uh, I still own them on DVD. I I'll return to them every once in a while. Some of them uh, hold up. Some of them, like some of them, hold up very well. Then some of the
1: sketches, you're like,
0: I like this because I loved it, but it's not like the funniest thing in the world anymore.
1: Yeah, Go I've ahead. only seen a f- handful of episodes of the old. Are... I have the box set, but I because I got it for like ten bucks. I think it's right. like ten bucks now on Amazon. Right, but I think that's also sketch. Um, sketches, yeah. I
0: think any sketch. I mean, I haven't put myself fully into sketch. I mean, I was on Mod Night for only uh, one year, and mm-hmm. I do that. But like, I'm not like – I don't consider myself a sketch writer or anything, so I can't like – But I feel like that's what sketch is, right? Like mm-hmm. you kind of like – you find a funny premise. You might hit it out of the park, but then there's other ones where it's like this is still funny, but it just might not hit. Or maybe for it sure. hits in the moment, and then it will fade. It doesn't really last. That's sort of part of sketch, I guess. Well, and there's some, some... – comedy is just that.
1: Yeah. Sketch comedy is really a difficult animal for me to like pin down because there's vastly different tastes. You've got a group of actors and a group of writers and mm-hmm. I think they put together teams that have different perspectives and different uh yeah, and you have to make comedic well, voices. Yeah,
0: and then you have to like find
1: their own as a team. To, you
0: know, yeah. So and know, so you'll watch voice.
1: a show of say 6 sketches from 6 different perspectives and you might like one, yeah, right? Yeah, you could and someone might like 3 but i don't think anyone is like i like every sketch in this right. show right maybe like so when so a team gets to their
0: end of their like run mm-hmm. on mod maybe they found really who they are maybe you'll have one of those nights where you're like every sketch was fun mm-hmm. or had like a strong game or made me laugh but definitely starting out you're not going to get that and maybe you never do like you just said maybe you never do because there's some times you just don't react you don't you just don't like what somebody's Point of view of humor is <laughs> – just, that's just natural. It's not a bad thing. But, yeah, like, do you – I mean, have you seen the sketch from Mr. Show? Uh, the, you've seen the the audition, right?
1: I'm sure I have. You ha- the th- one where I it's, like, David Cross
0: it. is, like, he's auditioning for a movie, like, as an actor, but he keeps, like, saying real things in the room, like, in referencing – Real, like, in the moment. And then they go, they stop him, and he's like, no, it's part of the scene. It's one of the greatest ha- sketches of all I time. I have it seen still it, but up. I can't
1: remember it very well. But, yes, I definitely have yeah, seen it. I that
0: have one. a bad memory, but that one will always stay. Because everyone, I mean, if you're in sketch, mm-hmm. you know that I feel like you – even if you've taken, like, Sketch 101, you know that sketch. That's probably
1: where I saw it. Yeah. I can, yeah.
0: And then there's another sketch that I don't think people talk about a lot that I love, and it's one of those long payoff ones that mm-hmm. I love, where it's Bob Odenkirk and the tall guy. Oh,
1: I can't think of his name right Not now. Brian Not Brian Possein.
0: Not Brian Possein, The other one that, uh oh, he's, he's- I know he who, up in I picture Development. I should know his name, and I just can't think of it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm really mad at myself. He's probably listening. <laughs> yeah probably isn't he follows he follows this podcast for sure uh, no one listens to anything I'm on <laughs> that's such that's sad I shouldn't sock myself don't beat yourself up <laughs> I'm gonna have a little therapy session with myself <laughs> yeah. over here I'll just be quiet let uh, you yeah go, go ahead uh, no but there's a the one where they're leaving like a bar and they're like old friends that just saw them like saw each other for mm-hmm. the last like after a long period of time and they're like bye but they keep running into each other as they're trying to leave and having to do Multiple goodbyes. Yeah. And it gets to his funny... Like, it just keeps happening, keeps happening. And then at the very end, he's like... When the guy expects it to happen again, Bob doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. And it makes him all distraught. And he runs around all scared. Picks up a newspaper that he finds says that, a guy, that Bob's character had died. <laughs> and then it cuts to a funeral. <laughs> and it's so dumb, but it's like, at the funeral... And it only, the only punchline is, the pre... like. The priest like says the last little words about him before they like bury him, and somebody goes, "I didn't get to say a goodbye," and it, and it goes, and "He's like, I did." <laughs> like that's it. That's the punchline.
1: It's so funny to me. I will say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what, what. That like, the thing I do love about. Uh, Mr. Show, and with Bob and David, yeah. is that I don't know where their sketches are going to go. You don't. Like, SNL, like, from the setup, I can predict exactly all the beats of the sketch. Occasionally, they'll surprise me, but pretty much, I know exactly where the sketch is I think are you're right, because even
0: with the one that just hit, what's the pumpkin, David Pumpkins? David
1: Pumpkins, yeah. I think that one doesn't go anywhere.
0: It, it's, it goes, this is it, and mm-hmm. then it just does that again and again. Yeah. It doesn't really, I mean, unless you count him being behind them and... Two skeletons dancing on, on one time when the door opens as a height like a great heightening move. Yeah. It really is a predictable sketch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like... And I, I wonder if that's because they have to be accessible to a wider audience on for SNL sure. for sure. Mr. Show has its diehard fans, but it doesn't have like a huge Oh, face. there's people that just don't like it. Yeah. And um, I, I get that too, but I I lean towards that like Crawl Show. I loved Crawl Show. I know. Some people some I mean, people hate it and, and some I people think, love it. Here's what I my take on Croll. Mm-hmm. I think he's
0: brilliant to to the point that I find most of his characters annoying. And it's not and it's not a detriment to him being bad. It's just I don't like those characters. Yeah. He's
1: so good at them that I fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz he's made them so dete- such real detestable yes. people. Yeah. And it's all For that sure. and, it,
0: and it's like a lot of that rowdy of stuff that I just don't like anyway, mm-hmm. but it's like he does it so well yeah. that it's he's brilliant, but at the same time I'm like I can't Keep watching these characters. They just try. They they make me uncomfortable. Like make me just my so scream crawl and uncomfortable, and just want them to shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I do love the way *Crawl* show, *Mr. Show* with Bob and David, uh, *Birthday Boys* will like uh, intersect their sketches. Like a, an element from a sketch will come back later, which you don't see yeah. in SNL. You don't see that in *Mad TV*. You don't see that in a lot yes. of traditional sketch shows. And I like to feel like there's a bit more narrative to things. And they are able to achieve that a
0: Yeah, I more. think so. I mean, but, uh, uh, I don't, I, I'm going to have a bad memory with Bob and David, even though I've watched all of it. Uh, but with Mr. Show, and they did this. Did they do this on the episodes with Bob and David? I, you can remind me. Um, they always had, like, a connection to the, en- the from the beginning of the show to the end. Yes. It would always loop back around, mm-hmm. which was always a cool element. And sometimes they'd find really good ways, and then there's really, like, Silly ways they'd find other ways too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one with bananas in one episode of Mr. Show. Like, it starts with them, like, holding up as host holding up a banana, and then the connection is watching, like, Planet of the Apes watch, watching their show, and they freak, and, they keep, and the apes freak out when they hold up the banana mm-hmm. on their own show. And it's a dumb connection. You're <laughs> like, well, they connected it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they did that in this show too with, like, the very first episode. Paul F. Tompkins' doctor tells him he yeah. can't eat meat, and then they have these resolutions, and then Bob Odenkirk actually becomes the Pope, because that was his yeah. resolution, and uh, yeah. he becomes the first Jewish Pope, pope yeah, yeah. Um, and they did that in every episode, yeah, the digital episode, yeah. and then, uh, oh, what was the other one they had, they had the, the terrorists that ran Hollywood, oh, you're right, thread that uh, went through that episode,
0: That we can't show
1: a picture of the Prophet Muhammad?
0: Yeah. Here's the thing. Sure. I love Mr. Show. (laughs) I love it. With Bob and David, I had a hard time with it. And I Mm -hmm. thought I was going to love it going in. I was like, oh, they're back. I didn't like that show very much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I have, I don't even think I retain, when I watched it, because I didn't like fall in love with it or love it, I didn't retain a lot of like, mm-hmm. I think there's one sketch that I walked away from the whole series absolutely in love with. Which one was it? It's the cunt sketch. That one was a great sketch. I think that sketch is so damn funny mm-hmm. and so simple and it heightens so perfectly. And it feels like it's not, it's not bent on anything mo- like, a, it doesn't speak, uh, some of the sketches just seemed like they were just of their time and stuff mm-hmm. that was like oh this I'll laugh at this later yeah like the fact that this guy just says cunt and then they're always behind them but then the heightening <laughs> into you, we need to use this gift this terrible like curse you have to find missing people and then also to and like terrorists. get a terrorist yeah that's so funny to me it just felt like a natural heightening that was unexpected that I it will stick with
1: my mind forever that was the third episode, and I would say that that episode was by far the strongest. Right. I liked almost all the sketches. I liked the digital guy uh-huh. who has his brothers. I thought that was funny. I, oh, and yeah, the Know was... Your Rights with Keegan-Michael Key was in that. He was the cop. and uh, David those, those, those were funny. I liked that whole episode. Yeah. Um, that, the cat character was very funny. Yeah. I think I'm just not retaining
0: a lot of the show in my brain. <laughs>
1: well, I think So I feel bad. Sorry. No, worst, no. worst guest ever. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh I think your argument is perfectly sound because I watched it through once and I was like, mm, this wasn't what I hoped it would be. And it can't be. No. They're older. There's way too much hype. And I think they I one I think they're older. I don't
0: think they're the same. You they, they they've developed different sets of humor. Some of the sketches I think they're in the show feel like material that like when you have an idea and you're like, I think that's great, and you don't write it up, but you hold on to it, then you like think later on, oh, I should still do that, but then you should just let it go. <laughs> you should have just let it go. Well,
1: like the sketch, for instance, about the rooms of the house – writing the musical about the rooms of the house. Yeah. It was super weird. It was a funny idea. I don't think they really capitalized on it as much as – I don't know. Maybe maybe they capitalized as much as they could, but just was like you right. said, an idea that maybe you let go. Yeah,
0: and then there was that one sketch. I think there was one that I thought was absolutely terrible, and it sucks talking about. Two oh, There's guys, a
1: couple because there's
0: two. These are two guys that like if I met, like if I when, I when I see me, I'm never like I've been in the vicinity. I think of, Odenkirk, mm-hmm. but I'm never gonna. I'm not a person that will want to go up to you and be like, oh hey man. I would hate to have to tell. Them. I would never tell them that I just really disliked this show because mm-hmm. I liked them so much. But there was a part of me that was just like, uh, you know what I mean? These are like the comedic geniuses that like sort of shaped that brought sure. me into comedy. But but you're also like you just uh, who who who's pining anyway for them to bring this back? I don't know. I don't think. I mean, it's cool that they tried it again. But at the same time, I was like. Sketch is it's weird to say this, but sketch is kind of a young man's game. Yeah. <laughs> like it totally is. Like and that, they and again they pulled off some stuff that I found funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you remind me of some and then that again, that cunt sketch. Uh, I'm going to try to say cunt as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, appreciate right, it. For the rest of this. But, um, but it just felt like a little bit like old men playing an, a young man's game or trying to be like, look, we still can do this. And there's that one sketch that drove me nuts the Greatest Hunt one. I oh, think it's in the same episode as the one I It is in the I same like. episode. And I think it's one of the worst game. fucking sketches. <laughs> it feels like a, a, like a sketch 101 student wrote it. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it, like, is such a dumb sketch. Because the premise is, like, he's the greatest hunter, but then he keeps adding stuff. He keeps to, like, saying, well, it's not d- fair
1: because I haven't eaten. So. Uh, yeah, it it's was...
0: so It's so bad. It, it felt like something I had written in my sketch 101, like in my attempts to at first writing, trying to write a sketch. And, mm-hmm. again, I didn't continue on and try to become a sketch writer, but it felt like uh, – I I remember – Don't put this up in your show that is supposed to be like a highlight of, look, we're like the tops of like what we
1: do. I think it's funny that you bring that one up because – the no, no, it's fair. Because the first time I watched it, that was the sketch that stuck out as terrible in my mind after I watched the whole show for the first time. Yes. When I went back and I did watch everything twice just to refresh, it wasn't as bad as I remembered it. Uh, but I did, because I did have this impression, that is the worst sketch I've ever seen. <laughs> and feeling. then the second time, I was like, uh, it wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as I I guess, I too, like, and it could be part
0: of the fact that, like, I think I sort of just watched all of them straight through. And maybe mm. that one, in comparison yeah. to all the rest, I'm like, this is the worst. <laughs> and therefore, I'm just like, fuck that sketch. I don't know why. It dri- it, that sketch rubs me in oh, I get so it. many I ways the wrong. Like, just, no, don't. Throw this away. The, the
1: one that – And, they, and the... they show them oh, developing
0: it in the documentary. Yes. Uh huh. And you're like – I think from the get-go, you could see that like Bob doesn't even really like the idea. And they change it to a – like it originally mm-hmm. was supposed to be a character monologue. And I probably would have leaned towards a character monologue, not a fucking – like a traditional sketch with it. Yeah. Take that, Odin Kirk. <laughs> but you, it's almost – you could feel like they don't even think that sketch is strong. And they still fucking
1: do it. That's what's weird to me. Is this was only four episodes, four right. half hours. I was so duped into. So why were there such bad sketches in it? Because sketches, I think, a fickle beast. It's a re- it's a really hard thing. It's a hard to form to off, do, especially without the safety net, and I will call it a safety net of being a live show. Right, they like they'll act like that's working without a net. No, there's a huge safety net of that. That if something doesn't work, it's like, well, we wrote this whole show in one week. It's live. Mistakes that's happen. True. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, that's a safety net.
0: But this was something that had like a lot of production. I mean, they did shoot mm-hmm. some
1: stuff live, but
0: for that show with sure. a live audience and all that, like they traditionally would do. But I don't know. I just again, I just think it's because that's what they were bringing to the table, and I think they're not the freshest guys to bring like to like bring a new mm-hmm. a new voice to sketch cuz that's what sketch I think sketch is one of those art forms or what uh, or comedy forms where like it's really only gets better when somebody new puts a new spin to it like I agree with Peele that did for that. sure you know what i mean yeah. Key peel went, you know what instead of doing this kind we're going to do really cinematic and sketches that really are a lot of times based in the performance are going to make it work Whereas like I could I think there's King and Pill sketches where if you put them in other people's hands mm-hmm. that weren't those two, that wouldn't float. Sure. It'd be like you'd be like meh but because they came at it and they gave it such gravitas mm-hmm. that it makes that show work, whereas with Bob and David, I don't think they have the same thing. They used to do a lot of cinematic stuff, especially for Mr. Show, mm-hmm. and I think they do that a couple of times in this where it's like, like a tra- like a fake trailer or a fake movie. Like remember. the the Roots, the, the Better yes, Roots. Yes, the yeah. Better Roots, and it's like I think the other ones were better in the uh, Mr. Show, those versions, but I can't even remember. What was the Better Roots one again? From this? It
1: was all the white people were really kind and nice. Oh, all right. the all the slaves and the... of course white guys wrote that. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, what you are uh, saying is interesting, and I think you are. I think you are right. However, like you've got like Kim Peele, the head writer of that is Ian Roberts, who's right, who's been doing sketch for uh, what a hundred years. But Not again, that long, I don't a long time. Yeah, and when I say old man, it just
0: means like maybe you. I think old man. When I say old man, it just means like maybe you just aren't. This isn't your thing anymore. Yeah, it they've doesn't evolved even necessi-
1: beyond it, or Who say that they- they've evolved beyond it. I think
0: Bob has. He's well, said he's, in, he's even said in interviews, "Don't do he, sketch he anymore." Of, don't do, do, He wants narrative, and I think, yeah. like in a sense, it's like I don't think you can say that as a wholehearted like. Mm-hmm. I mean, and maybe that interview is written because in an. It's like a written interview that he says that, not a yeah audio. He could have just meant for himself, and they wrote it as more of him saying. No, sketch should go away because I don't agree with him on that. I'm like, I do think eventually you – if you don't evolve off of other stuff, where
1: do you go? The way I remember that interview, he actually said young comedians should be focusing more on narrative.
0: Well, then I'm just going to say I disagree, <laughs> I disagree with him.
1: I disagree with him because I
0: think I think they should be focusing on both if they want to do comedy. That's what you I think would so? say. Yeah, because sketch can bring – I mean the little I've dabbled in sketch, I think it's brought me something. I mean, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you want to do, then fuck, fuck Bob Odenkirk. If them. that's fuck what anybody. you want to do, absolutely. fuck anybody that tells you that you can't, you shouldn't. But, <laughs> but like, I think I know where he's saying. But I also think that might be where he is in his own life, mm-hmm. because if you look, like he was a guy that dedicated a lot of his life to like just this kind of simpler comedy of sketch, as well as like he wrote, he wrote, he wrote for late night. Uh, he wrote for Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. He um, did. I think he did one of the talk shows, right?
1: That sounds right, but I'm not.
0: And then I'm he did, not he was on the staff of another show. It might have mm-hmm. been Ben Stiller. He wrote for. Too. Yes, he wrote for Ben Stiller um, for sure. And, and did he write some Simpsons as well? I can't remember. Maybe not. But he knew some of those guys. It's the same like generational thing. But I think he like probably and now he's moved on. Mm-hmm. And maybe he even looks back and says, maybe I should have moved on sooner. So his mm-hmm. his advice is, maybe you should move on sooner. You can get to where I'm at faster, and have show and be an actor that's more sort of like. Less sketchy and like, like far and be able to do grand stuff like Fargo and fucking uh, not his spinoff. Uh, better, better Call Saul, Saul right? Mm-hmm. But it's like he's lucky he got there, and he, it's because he's great and he's always been plugging away at it. But it's like you can't like. There's gonna be people that love sketch, mm-hmm. and I, if you love sketch, who gives a shit with that that ol, that that older comedian down there? Everybody has a different path. Mm-hmm. I like narrative better. Then Yeah, me too, for sure. Like I sketch like Sketch is really the... hard for me. Yeah, and I'm like to, to get yeah. into some sketches, I really love. Mm-hmm. Then some, I'm like, I get what you're doing, but I don't love this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like the idea of like watching a comedic play. Yeah, if I can watch a sure. play that makes me laugh as hard as I do at sketch, then I feel like I'm I'm uh I've been elevated with with it all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard too, because most plays. They go, fucking, it's always dramatic. But if you can make me laugh and also have a f- clear storyline, you're cooking for me. <laughs> you're cooking. Because I don't even know if I, I can't think of the last movie that's funny but has a great storyline. Can you? Because most the comedy, movie- I'm going to be honest, I don't really watch a lot of comedy movies, so I might just
1: be shooting myself I, in the foot. I don't either because I feel like, Comedy, you know, traditional comedy movies are geared towards early twenties. Yeah, that's what they're and geared a lot of towards, just and teenagers. Stupid and the Hangover, the first Hangover, is the last one I remember, or maybe even the first Horrible Bosses that you had a it. decent story and was also very funny. Okay, um, I did see
0: Horrible Bosses. Hangover to me was overrated, but I saw it late after everybody else. Oh. But it was still fine. I mean, I get it why it was so popular. Uh, I have like
1: but one that's like a straight up like marketed as a comedy. Yeah, and they're just... There, like, there aren't that many. But I think it's
0: just a hard balance. I don't... I'm trying yeah. to... Th- I wish I could think off the top of my head who I think immediately... 21 Jump Street.
1: There's one. I haven't seen it. I enjoyed that one. And even the I've sequel... I've heard that is great. The sequel was I've even good, both too. of them are good. Yeah. I
0: need to see it and I could say... Because I immediately go to Edgar Wright with Hot Fuzz. Because I think he does that very well. But that one's but not, it's not a f-
1: like a straight-up comedy. It's not a... I sh- wouldn't I wouldn't. I wouldn't categorize that as a... But that's what I'm saying. is I, I think I
0: prefer... The, that when somebody can really go Oh, I prefer that too, for I have sure. a strong storyline, and I'm also making you laugh through comedy. Yeah. Because
1: I consider Hot Fuzz a comedy. I consider Hot Fuzz an action comedy, okay. which is, I'm which fine is with that, a yeah. separate category, I feel like. Then
0: what if we just But say, it also
1: is one of my favorite movies is ever Is there
0: a made. movie that has action elements that you would call straightforward comedy? Would that be like a MacGruber?
1: That would be like a like a twenty one Jump Street, okay? Because that one was definitely a comedy, okay? uh, That had action in it, but Hot Fuzz, I felt like was it was. You're right. It's a comedy. It is. It is a comedy. (laughs) I think also
0: it's a different it's a different type of comedy because it's coming from Britain. You're absolutely and, right that it's a and, comedy,
1: but if someone was like, do you want to watch a comedy? I wouldn't recommend Hot Fuzz. Yeah, whereas, I so I mean, I probably
0: wouldn't recommend Hot Fuzz, but if you ask me what I want to watch, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, Fuzz. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I,
1: watched Hot Fuzz, I watched
0: Hot Fuzz multiple times. <laughs> I think that, because to me, that movie was like, there was Shaun of the Dead, which was already funny, and I loved yeah. it.
1: Hot Fuzz was even better. But I
0: couldn't believe that the follow-up to Hot Shaun of the Dead was Hot Fuzz. That mm. blew me away, that they could do that. I was like, What? You topped. You topped that. Sure, and I think even the story got even better. The storytelling got better. Who's a funny director? That's my thing. Because right now, (laughs) I'm sorry. Am I going off on a tangent? No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I don't know who's who are the funny directors because I don't. Do you like Paul Feig stuff? I don't find him is a. (laughs) I don't. Okay, I find his scripts are funny. Mm. I find the actors he chooses funny. I do not think his camera is funny. I don't think where he places his camera helps his comedy. I think his camera observes the comedy that's being that's – being, It never. I don't think his camera participates in the comedy. Well, so uh, – okay, fair enough because – I think he's a – here's my thing. Great funny writer, knows mm-hmm. great caster. He knows how to cast a fucking show. I think he – he's going to hear this and I'm never going to be in his movie. <laughs> but I think he's a boring-ass director. I think he bores think so? the – Fuck out of me! I think his cameras just placed and to observe them, and it's like, go be funny. I, I don't. I am going to be controversial. I didn't like
1: Ghostbusters. I thought Ghostbusters was pretty good. I didn't love it. I was very um, disappointed in that there were so many. It funny wasn't as good as I wanted it movie. to be.
0: And the story, there's things that just get pushed aside and never addressed. The story, I heard it was because of rewrites too, and sure, probably. I'm tired of this, and this is going to be controversial too. I'm tired of this, like. Where improv is being is like, look at the improv that like that we did. That like Bingo. See, That's and exactly I'm like, what I was, I was gonna say. I think there are there are moments where somebody does do improv, but it and when you find out later you're like that is amazing, that one line or this was improv. But now I think directors are fucking relying on it?
1: Are you talking about like when they set up the camera and say do a bunch of things and yes, we'll pick one in the editing? That shit, room. you can feel yeah. the energy is not the same as really something that's really happening. Well, the and movies to me, are manufactured. That feels
0: like a slap to the face, and I'm not anybody that wrote a movie, <laughs> but like Katie Dippel's a great writer, and I'm just wondering, and she probably will disagree with me because she's fucking a millionaire now, and she probably has a great relationship with Paul Fig and all of those people, but I'm like, as a writer, it's like. Where, 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 why are they not using the lines that you, you, you
1: fucking tooled away on to make the funniest choice? I, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't like the manufactured aspect of comedy, and that's probably why I don't go see a lot of comedies. Because I, I, I can yeah. feel that this movie was manufactured. Have you seen the movie What's Up, Doc? It's from the 70s Barbara with Barbara Streisand and Ryan O'Neal. I have not seen it. I know uh, what you're talking about. Because I do think I've seen it. a
0: scene. Is this scene from it where in the where they go to a courthouse at one Yes, point. that's from And there's What's a really now. funny moment. It's the very I'm, end of What's Up I've, I've only seen this scene. And I remember that the judge, there's a very funny scene where the judge look, has pills and he goes, I take this. You know, yeah. he's talking, I think, to Ryan O'Neill. Do you know what this thought, blue pill, pill is, is for?
1: It's, it's to, to remind me to take, take this yellow pill. pill.
0: Like, I thought that yeah.
1: moment. That's the only thing, and I think that moment, and the way the judge plays it is so good and so funny. (laughs) The whole movie is great, and it's a classic comedy. It may be as manufactured as these others, but it doesn't feel that way. Manufactured stuff has been around forever. Sure. It's not a modern thing that we
0: constantly, like, when next interview comes, I mean, next, like, article about fucking movies next week comes out, and we're like, movies have changed. They're more corporate than ever. Like, we don't get, like, indie scenes, and it's like, (laughs) fuck you. It's all been... We're all trying to evoke sure. something. So it's, there's manufacturing happening. But people do it really well,
1: and there's people that I think you just feel it. Well, I'll tell you something about What's Up, Doc. Yeah, go ahead. Peter Bogdanovich is directing this, and Howard Hawks comes onto the set. Now, Howard Hawks directed Bringing Up Baby, which is What's Up, Doc is loosely based on, very loosely. Oh. And so Howard Hawks visits the set of What's Up, Doc. And Peter Bogdanovich is having a really hard time getting Ryan O'Neill and Barbara Streisand to do what he wants or to do a good movie. Madeline Kahn's in it, and everything's awkward. And Howard Hawks says, well, they're trying to be funny. That's your problem is your actors are trying to be funny. And they restructure it and reshoot a whole bunch of stuff saying just play the part. And that feels more authentic, and that's why that's one of those classic comedies. But this thing you're talking about, improvise, they put the camera on someone and say – Give us, give us like six, seven different reaction yeah, shots. The, and we'll use the funniest You're trying word. to be funny, and so it doesn't ring. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. It's, it's really funny. But it's not like, I want to watch that again. Right. It doesn't stick with you. Right. And yeah. it's like, and as controversial as this is too,
0: it's where you have like a director like that, that then you have somebody like Woody Allen – and I say controversial because people fucking hate him. Sure, but I think he's still a great filmmaker.
1: Except for his last one, which was terrible. I Cafe Society, I hate. I didn't it. see it, so like But I do love but most like, of his movies.
0: Like I was blunt. Nobody wanted to see it with me, so I went by myself. Irrational Man, I think is. I haven't f- seen that one it's yet. So is it good? good. Uh, it's one of the good, and there's movies I hate of his, like Match Point. I think is garbage. I but liked Match Point. Everybody, so many people do. <laughs> I think it's garbage because I think Crimes and Misdemeanors explores the same fucking thing in a much better way. But that's hey, that's mm-hmm. for another podcast. All right, <laughs> but no, it's for here. We can talk about what. Okay, off. great. But like, <laughs> in like people, he's a monster. Whatever. Uh, I I don't. I <laughs> I only look at him as a great. I like his creative work. But like, mm-hmm. I watch movies like Blue Jasmine, and all these things, mm-hmm. even his his silly bullshit comedies. Small-time crooks. I'm a, I'm still a fan of that silly movie. It's not his best, but it's still silly. Mm-hmm. But I look at the camera and the way he does, his camera decides to let those actors live. Mm-hmm. So they're not trying to – they don't
1: have to be funny. They just live. Those characters get like what you just said. Well, uh, they, Midnight in Paris, there's a, there's a whole Midnight hotel room Paris. scene where this camera just sits. And they're yes. you know, the they moving an out of screen, and, and he just, still lets the and camera there's sit there's funny there.
0: moments. There's great moments all over the place. And I think a lot of times, and that's why I find Paul. I just think Paul Feig is a fucking boring director. <laughs> I think he's a great writer. I think he's brought great stuff to us as a writer, like freaks and geeks. I think his can, he needs to fucking I, – I wish Paul Feig would just try something different with his fucking camera. Because mm-hmm. I think his camera is so god awful boring, <laughs> it doesn't add anything. And I say camera just meaning like where he's,
1: where how he's choosing to show the story. Or I tell understand it. what you mean. His craftsmanship. Yeah, and it mean. just
0: and, and like, it makes me mad because I'm like I like the people in your movies. I just don't want the camera just to have to show me them. And it just feels like and it's just like edits to mm-hmm. so it's like funniest thing, funniest thing versus like a, like like you're saying there's a little more life to it.
1: Yeah, comedy's a hard thing. It's a hard hard thing. It's a hard thing to direct. It's a hard thing to act. 100%. Um, well, I think I think that to
0: act is it's all it's not a it's like you got to know that there's beats to a joke, but you can't
1: you can't play the, you can't, to the beats.
0: You can't play You have to just play them, but you have to like mm-hmm. li-
1: exist in that joke. Yeah. And I do think that's a little hard for every anybody that does it. What is your title? What do you consider yourself? an actor or a comedian or god I, what if you had, if you a, had, if oh, you had a pigeonhole no. yourself what do, what do you consider yourself actor comedian actor comedian i'm an actor first yeah and you don't do stand up do you um i've dabbled in it yeah but you don't really the regularly show that i do.
0: dabbled in it just ended so oh yeah and probably who knows so who just is,
1: recently you've done it
0: i did it like once three maybe three or to five times when i first moved to la as just like to try it out with my my friend who is a stand up gray who I met in Utah. We both moved out here. And I just was like, uh, I just, I never had like that that itch to like go and write jokes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. And I've watched people that are like younger, like Devin Field, man. I met that guy He put on my imp- improv team with me. He's a great improviser, and I consider myself a good improviser as well. And seeing him do stand up, I was like, oh, that guy, like, yeah, that's a stand up. Mm-hmm. And me trying it just feels like this is the guy trying to do it. (laughs) It's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so every time I do it, it feels like I'm just trying this out. I'm not really committed to it. It just feels like, oh, I want to get up and talk. And I, I, I've done it I did it a couple times. That's this old show that just recently ended called Think Tank. And I had like two sets that I thought actually went really well. Mm -hmm. People like, you're really funny. And I'm like, Cool. But it never gave me that charge to be like, let's pursue stand-up. Because yeah. I do think you have to be dedicated. Like somebody like Devin Field, who I've met, and my friend Barbara Gray, where you've got to keep going. You have to, pl- you have to hit the fucking street. You mm-hmm. have to go to f- – op- like Devin would be like – like immediately after an improv, I'd be like, i got to go hit up these fucking um, open mics. I never had that
1: Yeah, for charge. Sure. Mine was like,
0: let's go waste time doing indie shows for improv. <laughs>
1: Well, it wasn't until I moved to LA that I considered myself a comedian in any way. I wrote funny scripts. Uh-huh. I've had a couple of plays produced and a couple of TV shows or short films and things that I've written that were comedic, but I didn't consider myself you a comedian. You wrote comedic. for TV? I did up, uh, up in Utah. Cool. That's it was, great. yeah. There was c- comedy to it, but I didn't consider myself a comedian. Then I come to LA and meet people who are like, I do comedy. And I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean, you do comedy? Right. That's, a, that's a, What and does that's that mean? That's the thing
0: is I don't find my – I find myself that I, I am surrounded by people that do comedy.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: find I'm an actor doing comedy around the people that do comedy.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you don't consider yourself someone who does comedy?
0: I, I think that would be like me trying to put myself in the ranks of like some people that I actually like admire. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. That sounds <laughs> There's weird. There's nothing wrong like, with that. I, I never felt. I, and I and this is going to be an honest, honest statement, and it sounds so dumb mm-hmm. uh, coming. I shouldn't even say it, but like, I don't think sometimes I am funny enough to be a, like the guy that does com just comedy. But that's why I always get weirded out by even saying I'm a comedian because I look at everybody. and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a David Phil. I'm not. A, I'm not a fucking Johnny Schwarzbein, I'm mm-hmm. not a Will Hines. Those to me look like comedians. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas I feel like I'm an actor that's lucky enough to do improv and actually I'm an actor that is lucky enough that I get to do comedy. I, and that might be just me. That could be me just being harsh to myself. I think it is. <laughs> I think
1: it totally is because I totally understand what you're saying. I turn
0: every podcast into but, my
1: therapy. <laughs> I completely understand what you're saying and I, I I relate to it and feel it. But I would have put you in the same ranks as those people. I would have said, no, you're you're in the you're in the same. Well, I need to there. start thinking that. So yeah, maybe you need to change your thinking. I do.
0: So maybe I am a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about with Bob and David a little bit. Oh, we didn't talk about one thing real quick about Bob and David. Okay, I have to. I think that documentary is so unnecessary. The one it's hour documentary. So, it's so self serving, and it's I didn't like it. I don't think it even gave you a good insight. It felt like a, It felt like I didn't get it. I just was like, "Why are we watching this?" It didn't. It didn't I really, thought it was all right. It was. It just didn't feel like it gave me like any like if that like. Why are we watching a documentary for a show that's it's technically in its first season? Because mm-hmm. this wasn't the return of Mr. Show. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like let's watch Mr. Show. Mike, I didn't like
1: that documentary. <laughs> but sorry, I just was like me. That's fine. We're gonna play a game called "What the fuck did I just watch?"
0: What the fuck
1: did I just watch? Oh, what the fuck did I just watch? All right, so this is how this works, is I'm going to describe a scenario from a show. Now, we've got some movies on this one. It's been TV shows in the past, but we've got some movies, TV shows. Okay. All of these have Bob Odenkirk or David Cross in. Wow. And I'm just going to describe a short scenario from these things, and you're going to tell me what the fuck I just watched. Okay. And we'll see how you do with this. What the fuck did I just watch? Really bad um, on titles, and I hope there's one in here that I like that David crosses in. The first, the first one, uh, I think, is pretty easy to kind of get you warmed up. So, okay. Dave, last night I was watching this show where. David Cross joined the Blue Man Group, mistaking it for a support group for depressed men. <laughs> Arrested. What the fuck did I yeah. just watch? Arrested, Arrested and and development. development. There you go. I'll let you actually say what the fuck did I just watch. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that's our. That, that's your softball. There book.
0: might be ones that you might. I might get close, but I won't be able to think of the name of them.
1: But okay, go. All right. Uh, there's only there's only five, so you're gonna be okay. Number two, Dave. Mm-hmm. Last night, I was watching this show where Bob Odenkirk played a clueless Midwestern sheriff who lost his adopted son. What the fuck did I just watch?
0: Lost his adopted son? A clueless sheriff? That's not Fargo.
1: It is Fargo. I can't
0: remember the lost son part.
1: He's got uh, the adopted son coming over from, I can't remember if it's Africa or Asia. Oh, yeah, right. And he you're gets right. lost, and they're, right. they're looking you're for him right. forever. I forgot
0: about that storyline.
1: Yeah. He's great in that show. But you got, you got Fargo. Great. All right, number three. Oh, Dave, uh-huh. last night I was watching this show where David Cross played a wealthy, eccentric acapella enthusiast who hosted a sing-off in his basement. What the fuck did I just watch?
0: An acapella enthusiast in his basement. And these could be movies or TV. Mm-hmm. An acapella. I don't think I know this one. Um, enthused acapella.
1: A wealthy, eccentric acapella enthusiast who hosted a sing-off in his basement. It's not a Mr. Show sketch, right? No. I'll give you a hint. This one's a movie.
0: <sighs> I still don't think I'm going to be able to get it because I probably haven't seen it. I'm I'm gonna pat. I don't know it.
1: All right, it's Pitch Perfect too.
0: Oh, I've never seen either of those. Oh, you got to see
1: those. You got to see them both. Leave me alone. These are some <laughs> good comedies. That like they don't have like a great story to them. Classic story, but they're great. All uh, right, <laughs> all right. Watch them. Number four, Dave. Yes. Last night I was watching this show where Bob Odenkirk was visiting an animated therapist to vent that he couldn't get accepted into any terrorist groups. Oh, is what that what the fuck did I just watch?
0: Um, what is the it's it's mayor Tom Tom the mayor or what the fuck is that show called? I don't think
1: it's that. I don't think it's what. Oh, it's you're not of, that.
0: He's talking to an animated
1: therapist.
0: Oh, is this? Oh God, what was that show called? It's not home, home.
1: Same company. Same company. You're thinking of home movies. It's not home Some, movies, but same company. It's
0: the same, and it looks like it's the same. The I squiggly animation. I can't remember the doctor's name because that's the name that's of the That's the name of the show. show. It's not like Pickles or something dumb like that. Um, I don't know.
1: Dr. Katz, professional that, therapist.
0: See, I never, I never had that show. I never had cable growing up. No. So I knew if you were to show me Dr. Katz, I'd be like, oh, I recognize that. But yeah. I never
1: watched Oh, it. man, it's such a great show. And the episode Bob Odenkirk is, was in was one of my favorite
0: I he, I was dummy and thought of that weird show he produced. That Mayor, Tom Mayor, whatever that weird. I don't know that, that was one. It was way wrong. Yeah. If anybody's listening, they're going to be like, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> Meaning me.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, here's the last question. Number five, Dave. Yes. Last night, I was watching this show, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little bit, and if you don't know it, then I'll expand it.
0: Okay, but I'm gonna be one.
1: super impressed if you get this off the first little bit. Okay, Dave. Last night I was watching this show where David Cross was making a birdhouse. It's Eternal Sunshine.
0: Spot you got offline. it. Yes, I that's was right. waiting. I was waiting for it so I was, quick.
1: I was waiting for that one.
0: Or there's another one where he plays a, a vice principal with. Um, uh, it's a really funny movie. Actually, it's with what's the what's the the young actress that went crazy like last last
1: year. And she oh, did all the uh, selfies.
0: Not Mandy Moore. No,
1: I know who I know who it is, but I can't remember her name. She was she was like a Disney star. Yeah, and she Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes isn't this mm-hmm. great? I'm gonna just look it up while we're sitting here because I actually think this
0: movie is very good, and David Cross plays a very silly uh, vice principal in it. That I th- there's a scene where he that he is in his office that I find very funny. Um, and I thought I was waiting for eternal. I was waiting for that. You were like, waiting for Eternal Sunshine. I was like, "Is he gonna go for Eternal Sunshine?" And then this it's my one. favorite movie of all time.
1: Of all time, of all time, Eternal Sunshine is my absolute I'm surprised favorite You didn't
0: you movie. go for increase, increasingly poor decisions of Todd. Marry, Todd I've I only seen like half an episode. I've of seen that. the first two seasons. The third season is insane, and I haven't finished it at all because it's like a retelling of the first season. Oh yeah. You just that's weird yeah it's really weird I <laughs> guess I gotta finish it to see what's really going on but mm-hmm. it's really strange Turtles All the Way Spotlight so I
1: think that movie's brilliant it is I, I'm surprised beautiful. you got it off a of Birdhouse that's what really? I think of when I think of David Cross's part in there but yeah that's I didn't think anyone else that's one of the funniest parts way. where he's smoking
0: and then he's <laughs> so hailing I'm trying his wife. to build a birdhouse maybe I should've went to Amanda Bynes and not him for this Flicker looking up this movie what is,
1: oh she's the man
0: Oh, she's uh, the man.
1: Where she plays, where she plays a boy yes. on a soccer team. It or is something? a
0: very funny fucking movie.
1: It, really? Yes. I've seen like five minutes. I of will it. defend that movie. I oh. thought it was hilarious. You know when it, I to saw me is, it.
0: it's like up there where like a movie that's surprising me surprised me is like Bring It On. I would have never thought I would love that movie when it came out. I loved it.
1: You know when I saw She's the Man, I was we were on a cruise, an Alaskan cruise, uh-huh. and like. I'm an introvert. I just can't be in the midst of all those people for too long. And so we're like, let's go back to the cabin and just see whatever's on TV. And you only have like one channel on a cruise ship, right? Right. And She's the Man was on. And So I think I saw like half that movie. I think it's very
0: – from what I remember of it, seeing in the movie theater, it was very funny.
1: All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Dave. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And you got three out of five. You did pretty good. Most people get two. Well, I've
0: never seen the one. So I think you you've never
1: c- seen Dr. Katz at or Pittsburgh I mean, do you want to come too. up with one right now? Nah. You, you, wanna, uh... you, did, you did better than most of I have
0: one for you. Okay, Can you well, guess this one? All right, let's see. David Cross plays a poet. And, oh, let me see. <laughs> I'm trying to make it so it doesn't give it away. I don't know if I know the name of the movie, but I know the, what movie it is. I just can't think of the name right now. Um, this is so dumb. David Cross plays a famous dead poet, and it's black and white.
1: No, I have no idea what that is. It's that Dylan
0: movie. Oh uh, uh I am not there I'm not there. Yeah. He plays um He plays Bob Dylan? <laughs> no, he does not play like, Bob. like Dylan. twenty
1: people play Bob Dylan in that movie, right? But he does
0: yeah, but he does not play Bob I never saw the movie. I just know he's he played uh what's the poet that did <sighs> Ginsburg?
1: Yes, he plays Allen Ginsburg. Cool. Well thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I love like taking you off your rails. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh yeah, so check out uh, the new Childish Gambino album and the show Insecure on HBO. Yeah. Listen to Don't Get Me Started, Honey, The Dumbbells, The Moth, podcasts. Not if it's going to take you away from listening to this podcast, but like if you have time for another one. Right, it right. Thanks to Steve Combs for the music, Curtis Hanson for production support. Oh, I Will Watch Anything Once, I almost forgot. All good, check yeah. Check out your podcast. Please do. Um, anything I bet, else I bet it fun? sounds good. Not
0: as good as this. <laughs> but it's like listenable. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, come uh, watch my team Copycat monthly at UCB. We're an improv team that a team performs a set and we attempt to perform the same exact set. And things get weird. Is that a Franklin? UCB, uh, UCB Franklin? Franklin, and it's on Thursdays once a month. And then come watch my indie show that I co-host um, every Friday night, 8.30 to 10.30 at the clubhouse called The Manifesto Show.
1: That's the clubhouse on Vermont in L.A. if you're in L.A. Yes. So. Awesome. Thanks again. Cool. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye.